Hey, this is the original Gatekeeper Bernie, and this is the Let Burn Rant Podcast. Available iTunes, Google, and Spotify, and everywhere else where you can find the Let Burn Rant Podcast. You can click, you can stream, and of course, please enjoy. Burn. What's good? It's your boy OG Bernie. Let Burn Rant, Google, Spotify, and Apple, and anywhere else you can hit the Let Burn Rant Podcast. You can click, and you can enjoy. Now, I want to get started because, mm, I'm sorry, these Wendy's cookies are, are bomb, taste good, but um, anyway, Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown, it seems like every time something happens, Antonio Brown got his whole face on this, he's like the poster child for trouble, never in NFL history have we seen somebody this destructive ever and does he got a reason for it I don't know his, his way he's been acting right now is on uncont- is this way you know I've never seen nobody in NFL history act the way they have act and it's not even it's not even the season starting this is preseason He's doing all this nonsense before pre-season for the season starts. Totally on call for. It makes no sense of just on light of what's been happening. And he's been, it's been reported that the Raiders was planning on releasing him. They first was gonna suspend him, then they're gonna release him. Now he's gonna come back to play. I don't know no more. This situation between Antonio Brown is getting more weirder by the second. First, he was supposed to get suspended. Then he got fined. Then he was supposed to play one game. And now, all of a sudden, that's not the case now. Now he's getting released. I don't know what's going on. All I can say is, if he does go to the Patriots, that's it. It's over. It's, 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 it's positively over at this point. There's no way in hell that anybody has a chance against this Patriots team offensively. Tom Brady's going to have another season where he's got a, he's, he's got a great wide receiver and he's going to just throw magical numbers. And my, and he's already got a great receiver in, in Josh Gordon already. The, the Marius Thomas was a, was, a dope, was a good receiver during the time Peyton Manning was there. And you got Julian Edelman who can still he can still do some magic, whether he's hurt or not. So this Patriots team right now, and they got a good running back. If you know. What this is this is over. It's over with. This is over. Like, it almost seemed like Antonio Brown did all this nonsense just to not play with the Raiders. Like you knew you already knew the you already knew the situation when you got traded over there. You was better off staying in Pittsburgh for all that. You were still the man on your and the team. Now I get it. You wanted more money. Pittsburgh wasn't gonna give you any more money. And the attitude you've been performing right now, hell no. And plus, Juju Smith, he kind of he kind of he, he's been he stepped up his game. But I get why the Steelers didn't want you no more. The way you're acting right now when you came to the Raiders. From the helmet to the suspensions to not playing practices to a preseason game. 
for calling out your teammates, just calling kind of fight your general manager. That's that's, that's too much. It's way too much right now. If you do go to the Patriots, I'll be damned. Bill Belichick, we even allow you to even open your mouth. He'll 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 trade. He'll he'll definitely entrap you and, and set some boundaries right now to you. And hopefully he, it works because we do not need no more of this rah rah special. Same way how Rain Moss came to the Patriots after the Raiders and Vikings, he was talking all that shit. He didn't talk no shit at all during them three years in the Patriots. Not at all. He shut his mouth, he played his game, and that's it. Hopefully. And Tony Brown is a great receiver already. And hopefully when he hopefully he comes in, he don't say nothing. He play his game, and that's it. Tom Brady's gonna have a great year now. Especially now he's got four, four number one receivers that can do damage. A running back who can who can who can definitely run the ball up in east and west and north and south and solid defense and he's been to the Super Bowl three straight years already winning two out of the last three maybe three out of the next four at this point right now if they if they do it again overall this is gonna be Tom, this could be Tom Brady's last year if he wins another Super Bowl but nonetheless I'm not even gonna talk about Tom. Let's talk more about AB. AB, you should be ashamed of yourself. How the way you conducted yourself up to this point. If, if the whole point was you to do this, then why ask for that much money? And why even make that assumption that just because you get cut, you're gonna keep the money? Hell no! You didn't even you you didn't play you didn't play a snap at the preseason. You didn't even practice at all. You complain and complain about a helmet. Now, all I can all I can assume is that you did not want to play for Oakland at all. This was not about money. You want to play for a contender. And let's, let's be clear. As great as Antonio Brown has been, they had never won a Super Bowl. He's never won a Super Bowl before. I know everybody talks about this is they want the money, they want to make sure their family's secure. But deep down inside their heart, they want to win a championship as well. And as for Antonio Brown, he's never won a championship. All them numbers he's produced. Under that, under that Ben Roethlisberger offense, no Super Bowls to their title. They kept getting knocked out by the Patriots or somebody else in a blowout. Or in a shootout. So, if, if the whole point of you was to get a championship, you should use better of just asking for a trade or demanding a trade to a team of your choice. Unless you didn't have that option. Then I can see why they, they sent you to the Raiders. The Raiders was dumb enough to take you for a third round or fifth round pick. You're not, you're not, you're, you're not being looked at as a top number one value pick from any other team. They look at you as a distraction, a dysfunctional prick. Ray Mosby didn't have this type of issue, and I'm, and honestly, Terrell Owens didn't even cause this type of issue, especially not during the preseason. Now in the regular season, it's a different story. But you had a, you have the tendency of being a prima donna for your whole career. Tom, Mike Tomlin wasn't having it. That's why he let you. He was he was willing to let you go after you started acting the way you was acting. 
And the Raiders, forget about it. You didn't even get it. Raiders didn't even give you a chance to even start the season making your money. They said hell with it. If they can avoid $30 million and guarantee, they will. And so far, they're on the verge of doing it, which means everything you was preaching about, trying to get your guaranteed money, they're not going to get it. And I'll be damned you get it in New England. I don't think New England ain't the team that you're going to get that guaranteed money from anyway. They're probably going to sign you to the veteran minimum. You have to prove yourself again. And when this season is over, do I believe they'll resign you? I mean, if, you, if, you, if you're not doing no bullshit, then sure, they'll probably resign you to a, to a guaranteed contract. But if you know the Patriots MO, nobody's bigger than that logo. Shit, even Tom Brady, you know how many times Tom Brady's taking pay cuts after pay cuts? This is this, this team is not about us. This is not about self as individuals. This is everybody here looking to just win. That's how Bill Belichick operates. If you think that you going to over there is going to get have you get some type of big contract, nah, bro. I don't think so. If anything, you going to get cut quick. Quick, sorry. Bill Belichick will let you go after the season's over. He's not taking those chances. Thank you for winning. You got your championship. Tom Brady got his championship. He got his championship. But after that, cut loose. We can we can do better without you. And that's what's going to be the case. Antonio Brown, you played yourself. You got a great situation ahead of you that you could have did with the Raiders. And now the move to Las Vegas next year. You could have been the main attraction out of nowhere. You could have been the man out of Las Vegas. Instead, you played yourself to the fullest extent with no type of reason whatsoever. And if you're going through something, then you should say you need help. Now, all this talk about, you know, yeah, you don't trust no fakes. You're here to tear down something. Listen. There's ways to do that, and there's other ways to handle it. You're not, you're not going about this the right way at all. Now, if there was a better definition of why you're doing this and why you're acting the way you're acting, then I'm open to hear it. I'm, op- I'm open maybe something. I don't want to see no Instagram post. I don't care for that. You, got, you definitely need to make your explanation on what's going on and what made you feel the way you feel against this Raiders organization unless there was something that they did that really ticked you off. Then I that's understandable. Listen, the Raiders has been a messed up organization for the since, since the past for the last 20 years at least. At least 20 years at least. They have been up and down, dysfunctional, front office doing messed up stuff. A, a lot of a lot of politics in, in that organization. Even after the, the um the main guy that owned the team died. Still messed up ever since then. There's hopefully there's a resolution to all this, and hopefully. You can continue playing football even if you're in the Raiders or somewhere else or wherever. Because like I said, the report's always switching up. Saying you got released, saying you're getting fined, saying you're getting suspended, saying you're getting traded again. No one knows the clear definition. The Raiders also are at fault also because they didn't handle the situation, they, they didn't handle the situation at all. John Gruden and Mike Madoff, they, they thought that bringing in a playmaker would help this team you know, get far this year. And turns out this team defensively is still still can't stop nobody. I don't feel like even if you bring Antonio Brown in, this offense is gonna do anything. Derek Carr is gonna still be Derek Carr, and he's not like Derek. Derek Carr is not like he's a bum, but he's not. He's not a, somebody I look at as a franchise QB. Not at all. I don't see. I don't. I think he's gonna get rocked this year, with or without Antonio Brown. And that's it. That's how I leave it as. There's no continuity with this Raiders organization at all. There's no consistency also. And I, I'm expecting, as I expect every time, this team is going to suffer this year. Don't expect this team to get out of the cellar of the AFC West. I think the Broncos will have a better season than them. The Chiefs and Chargers definitely have a better season than them. So where do you, where do they leave them at? A top 10 pick. 
this team's got this team got years to go right now before they could be a contender again, especially in Las Vegas. So with that being said, Oakland Raiders fan, the best thing you yeah messed up for even bringing him in. Now if you do release him or trade him back or do do anything, that's probably the best thing you could do at this point right now for the whole season because this team wasn't going nowhere. I'm pretty sure Antonio Brown realized that the moment he he realized when he got to Oakland, you know, yeah, you got your money, but you're getting your money for what? If Antonio Brown wants to just win, then it makes sense why he wants to get the hell out of Oakland. But if it's not, if it's just strictly the money, then he's stupid. And with that being said, let's get with the NFL season. Week one out of 17. This is going to be a great NFL season. 100 years of the NFL being in play. And out of 100 years, like we nobody ever seen this, you know, nonsense from Antonio Brown ever. So it takes 100 years for something like this to happen. So be it. Hopefully the 100 season of the NFL is as anticipated as ever before. And so far, we talk about, we talk about the first game. Um, this is rapid NFL question. Um, this is gonna end as soon as the beat end. I forgot the beat. How long the beat is for maybe over two something. So I'm just gonna get it out the way with the Bears and Packers. Um, this was a low-scoring game. This was in Chicago. Chicago only mustered three points. They couldn't do anything. They they scored three points in the first quarter and then score after that. This is gonna be a lot of questions because. You 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 expecting to be in the Super Bowl, and when you're only throwing for 228 yards in an interception, that's not good. He was shut down throughout the whole game. Aaron Rodgers didn't play his best game. Also, against a stellar defense as the Bears, the Bears are definitely going to be a top five defense in the NFL this year. If they do what they did to Aaron Rodgers, they shaked him around, and that's all you could ask for. But on the flip side. The Bears offense didn't do anything that can help out Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky didn't help himself out for this Bears offense. So you got a 10-3 score. And you don't know you don't know at all what's gonna happen with both teams this season. I, I predicted the Vikings to get to the next round or the win of the division. But you know, you thought you were at least thought one of these two teams would do anything and anything to put himself in the in a you know better standing. The only thing that happened is really nothing. We all, all we proved that Aaron Rodgers can still throw the ball. But this his offense is mediocre right now. We don't know what's gonna happen with the first year head coach. With the Bears, Mitchell Trubisky is gonna be the question mark. Are they gonna have a situation where they have a great defense and their offense is not playing well? And is that even enough to get them to the playoffs? If that, and if that's the case, then there's gonna be you got you got a lot more to talk about. There's gonna be a lot more questions on offense, a lot more questions in general. Packers win 10 to 3 regardless. Alright, let's get about the first game that was played and was out for for pretty much Sunday. And Pat Mahomes, he's continuing his MVP season as he did last year when he went over 5,000 yards, threw about 50 touchdowns. This man was relentless and he he's picking off when he last left off last year, threw about over 370 yards, three big touchdowns. Um, Sammy Watkins pretty much in the receiving end on everything right now. He was the big target for today. Nine catches, 198 yards, three touchdowns. This man was on fire. Um, Hill was hurt. So Hill didn't even Hill didn't even register a catch at all in this game or, or some yards. 
he got hurt. Can't do anything about it. Sammy Watkins stepped up. Travis Kelsey stepped up. Mr. Williams, D. D. Williams himself stepped up on the receiving end and on the running end. McCoy, who's who's most definitely going to be the future running back. Um, 10, you know, 10 touches for 81 yards. He did 8.1. He did solid. They're not going to complain about that. On the flip side, the Jaguars, Nick Foles. Everybody thought Nick Foles would have been the answer for Jacksonville. And he played like he was the answer. Going 5 for 8 for 75 yards and a touchdown on a series. And then it was it. He got hurt. Broken, I think a broken collarbone in his front shoulder. You don't you don't know how long he's gonna be gone for. I believe this is right. I, th- I believe this is throwing arm. If this is throwing arm, he's gone for the whole year. I didn't get a chance to see where it was at. If this is left, then he could be out for a couple weeks. Nonetheless, after that whole scenario touchdown, um, it was over after that. Kansas City went off on 17-0 run. They went 17-7 in the first quarter. They continued to build on ever since, and they scored on every quarter. And that was pretty much the end of the story. The score is 40 to 26, and there was no stopping this. The backup player, um, Minshew, I don't know, I don't know if he's a rookie, but he was solid. 22 out of 25 for 275, two touchdowns and an INT. No running game whatsoever for a net going much to 13 yards at 66 attempts. Clark, their only bright spot, and Connolly also, they both had a touchdown. They both look like they both look solid, but nonetheless, Chiefs handled their business. Chiefs came into the you know they 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 came in you know they came in, they had a game plan, and Chiefs executed on all cylinders against this Jacksonville Jaguars team. You, um, the question I guess the question is, is going to be Nick Foles is will Nick Foles be able to play for the rest of the season? And if Nick Foles don't play, then automatically the Jaguars are. In, they're in big trouble. They won't be able to do anything. They they might be a top two team in the draft at this point if they don't have Rick Foles back. I don't know about this QB right now, but I you know it's you you want somebody that's a, a proven guy and Nick Foles has been proved for the last couple years. So if he gets hurt, no nobody knows how far this Jaguars can go. You got two teams from last year that didn't do anything. Both teams was highly anticipated to be in a playoff run last year. Both of them didn't do that. Falcons fell down. Vikings fell down. So in the first matchup between these two teams, we always looking at who's going to take that next step to really etch their way back into the playoff scenes. Now, I already told you I had the Vikings as the, the, the pretty much winning the division. I felt like the Falcons were kind of behind in the eight ball. I don't feel like they were going to be able to do anything. Even though they they got they got Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and um, they the Vikings didn't disappoint. They handled their business. They they a good game at home. They was able to win it, 28 to 12. They handled their business on all cylinders. And um, Kirk Cousins, he didn't have to do much in this game. If this was a high-scoring game, this would have been a problem. But I will let it go only for the fact this is the first game of the season. He didn't play good, but he didn't he didn't give he didn't give this team any reasons to do anything stupid. There was a running attack, and he let he let his running backs do the job. Cook 21 attempts, 100, 111 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Madison nine attempts, 49 yards. So pretty much, and Kirk Cousins himself ran for a touchdown, four yard touchdown run. So he had two touchdowns, throwing and passing. 
Cousins managed the game. You know, you, you gave so much money for Kirk Cousins to be this franchise guy to throw all over the place. And he might, he, I don't think he's ever going to be that guy. I think he's a game manager. And with game managers, you can win games with people like that. Can, you, can he take you to the next step into the Super Bowl? That remains to be seen. And we, that will, we will only know if they go this far. But for the most part right now, at home, I guess a Falcons team that's also trying to play for bragging rights. This team handling their business. Matt Ryan, 304 yards, 33 out of 46. He had no help with the running attack. They didn't do anything. Julio Jones was, even though he had a touchdown, he was shut down to six catches, 31 yards. He could have did a lot more. This was a well-balanced offense that was going against this Vikings team, but nonetheless, they could only muster 12 points. You can't, you can't do anything with just 12 points. 9-9 is the league, and they know that also. I guess, and all 12 points came in the fourth quarter, which means Vikings was blowing out the Falcons. I mean, Vikings, yeah, Falcons, they was blowing them out for the, for the last, for the duration of this whole game. Falcons figured, yo, we gotta get some two-point conversions, and they couldn't, they couldn't do anything about that, so... Vikings winning a blowout. Falcons got some questions to answer right now. They got to get something going with this offense by next week. Falcons, Cousins got to do more than what he did right now. 8 out of 10 for 98 yards. That's unacceptable by any QB. Now, the Vikings defense did their job. You guys give kudos to their defense. They did their job. But nonetheless, this defense is not going to be doing this every, every game. You can't. If your offense ain't able to score every, every game, then you got a bigger problem ahead of you. There was so much hype to be made for the Browns. The way they ended the season, all the speculations of this team, Baker Mayfield talking the way he was talking. Then they got Odell Beckham. Then they also added Kareem Hunt from the Chiefs. There was talks about them winning the Super Bowl or getting to the playoffs for the first time in, their, in a very long time for this franchise since they even came back to Cleveland. There was talks. There was all these talks and all these hype. And everybody was saying that, yo, they're going to do it this year. They're going to do it this year. And the first game of the season at their own home, they get smacked the hell up by the <laughs> clap quick. Titans destroyed them 43 to 13. No, no type of remorse at all. This team got hit with 18 penalties. That's going to be the story of the day. 18 penalties. This offensive line cannot stay Baker Mayfield for the life of him. He's like, he looks like he, he got road killed. Three INTs. I had questions about the Tennessee Titans this year because I felt like the Tennessee Titans was going to get destroyed. I felt like they was going to be the worst team in their own division. So far, as far as I'm concerned, I think they got, I think they're the only team in the division with, a, with the only win. Mariota played lights out. He did his thing, and Baker Mayfield didn't do his thing. His offensive line got smacked. His receivers didn't step up when they should have stepped up. Their running game was pathetic. Overall and overall, 13 points is what the Browns can muster up. All the hype and everybody saying that they're a Super Bowl contender team. Their defense got destroyed. How you don't got first of all, your defense is going to be a t you, everybody's looking at this defense to be a top 10 defense, and this defense just got destroyed by 43 points. No type of no type of no type of answers, no type of answers, no type of answers on why this happened. That's the, the biggest question is what's next? This Bears team, this sorry, not Bears, this Browns team, everybody assumed that this team was going to go up and down this year. They didn't know this was a playoff winning team. At least 9 to 10 wins could give this Browns team a chance in the AFC. And 
one of the wins that they were supposed to get it from was the Titans. That's not the case no more. Titans beat them down senselessly. Just no type of remorse at all in this game. So now your question becomes, all right, what's next now? Where do the Browns go from here? All, they was they overhyped themselves way too much, making it seem like they was gonna go into the playoffs, they're gonna go to the Super Bowl, and they can't even win their first game at their own home with a with a flashy wide receiver. Yes, you don't got help, but you still got solid running game. You had a solid defense. None of that mattered, and you had Baker Mayfield, where everybody said well, it's gonna be the it's gonna be a franchise for the Browns. It seems to me that the Browns are still the same Cleveland Browns, a bunch of trash players. That can't do anything right. Titans destroyed you senselessly. And that's what you get. 43 to 13. Titans beat them down. Battle of New York and AFC East Division. The Jets, all the hype was going for the Jets right now. It wasn't big hype, but it was a step forward into what the Jets can do. We was looking at the Jets as one of the surprise teams that could maybe do something in the AFC. And you know what? It looked promising in the first half, but the same old Jets couldn't muster no type of offense at all. The Bills scored 14 unanswered points in the fourth quarter, and they they won 17 to 16. This was going that's going to be the story of the game. Jets had the ball with about two minutes left to make themselves go down the field and get the field goal to win it, and they couldn't do it. Um, Sam Don Sam Donald, listen, he's what 20 now. He's entering at 22, 23 right now. He's still very young in his second year. He's got a year under his belt to learn this offense. And all you're gonna help for is the best. But he didn't play well. He threw way he threw over 40 times in this game, only making 28 of it for 175 yards. Everything he was from was just small dump passes at this point. He wasn't able to throw the ball deep. You got kudos to Bills defense. They was able to get at him all throughout this game right now, and they they made it. They made it frustrating for him. You have and the Bills themselves, Josh Allen, who also was a first round pick by the Bills last year in the same draft as Sam Darnold. He was able to get the win. He didn't play well. Let's just say that he didn't play well at all. But the difference between these two, Allen was a little bit more mobile. Despite the 250, he was able to do. He also ran the ball 10 times for four, you know, for 38 yards for running, and he scored a touchdown. That, that was which who has the winning touchdown. Um, I'm gonna just simply put it like this: This is two teams that might not be going anywhere this year. Expecting to both maybe be in the top 10 of the NFL draft. Not no no one this dumb, but at the same time, these two are not good. Two these two are not good teams. Both these teams are not good at all. But I was expecting the Jets at home. They was gonna handle their business. And so far the Jets didn't do that. I I could really tell you the stats or, or everything, but I there's not really no stats to this. Both teams are not teams that I are picking to get into the playoffs. They're gonna both fight for the seller of the AFC East and maybe the AFC in general. And this was just a this was a lackluster game. Somebody had a win, and the Bills was able to pull it out with 14 unanswered points in the end. Jets had the chance to win the game. They didn't they didn't come through. Advantage, Buffalo Bills.
when you got a team that scores on every quarter, when you got a QB who's questioned heavily last year, despite a winning record that he can throw the ball, that he can only run the ball, that this team ain't gonna be successful. When you got so many questions about this young guy, this team in general, that there was a fluke that he made to the playoffs last year. So much questions, and the answer was the new season. Play your, play your game. The Ravens not only just played their game, they demolished the Dolphins. Let me just tell you something. They went to, I believe, this guy being Baltimore, this guy being, yeah, Miami. They went to Miami. You see? They went to Hard Rock Stadium. They demolished the Dolphins. I can tell you, this was horrible. This was a bad loss by the Dolphins. If this is supposed to be a rebuilding process, process by the Dolphins, where well, it, sure, it showed in its entirety, the Ravens destroyed the Miami Dolphins or Florida Dolphins or however you want to call this Dolphins team name right now. 59 to 10. One of the biggest lopsided wins in NFL history. By far the biggest lopsided win in Ravens history. One of the biggest losses that the Dolphins has ever endured in their history in playing football. Lamar Jackson, for better or worse, he pretty much five touchdowns is, uh, is, a, is, a, is tied for the record by most by QB in a single game ever. 30, 17 out of 20 for 324 yards. It's bad. You know how bad it is? Robert Griffin III, who came in in the fourth quarter to relieve Jackson. Six for six, 55 yards and a touchdown. Everybody was in a happy, you know, friendly, just off-the-wall attack. Both Griffin, and Griffin and Jackson also ran also. It may I remind you. Ingram, Mark Ingram, who was the acquisition they came, who got from the Saints, he proved to every he proved everything that he was the man for this team. He proved to be the guy after he, you know him and Kamara was sharing the ball for the last two years. He became his own man. 14 attempts, 107 yards, and two touchdowns. He's added on to a, he's added on to this running game. Levine one catch, one rush for 60 yards. He went straight down the hole. Edwards 17 for 656. Hill seven for 27. The receivers was even fantastic. Also with Brown, Andrews, Hurst, Sneed. Boyle and Roberts even catching the ball. The Dolphins, I will I would like to talk about the Dolphins, but the only thing I can say is that Fitzpatrick, who beat out Rosen for the starting QB job, 185. Rosen, who came in in relief for him, one for three for five yards in INT. It's not much to speak on this. The Ravens dismantled this, this Dolphins team, and this who the, the offense couldn't do anything. Their defense definitely didn't do anything. They can't. They had no answers on how to stop this rushing attack by the Ravens. And it wasn't by the legs of Lamar Jackson. His, 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 his legs was not in question today. His arms was, and his arms proved to be the best we ever seen from him. All I can say is, whew, that's all I can say. Kudos to the East Philadelphia Eagles. My team is able to knock down the NFC East rival and the Redskins. They did their thing. They were down 20 to 7. You know, that might not be a big score these days, but especially for me, especially when a team is piling it on on you, this was big. The fact that we were able to come back and shut them down to seven points in the second half was amazing by the Eagles. Kudos to them. They held it down when they needed to. We won by five points, sure, but at the same time, this is a complete game nonetheless. Um, nice and cool to the Redskins. They did what they had to do, especially the rain game wasn't non existent for them. Nonetheless, we held it down when we held it down. Both players didn't throw interceptions, but nonetheless, we had it our business. Carson went 313 yards, three touchdowns. He looked stellar. Um, we ran the ball effectively well. 
over 100 yards, running the ball with out of three players. Sanders, Howard, and Froze all had touches. We kept the defense honest. We ran the ball effectively. The John Jackson finally we got the John Jackson back after so many years away from the Eagles. Just to bring him back home right now, they all started. So many QBs on the ball to him in this in this, in this organization. McNabb threw the ball to him. Nick threw the ball to him. Um, even Nick Foles at one point threw the ball to him. Just to have him back right now after so many years and not being here, he's oh, he's a he's a pro. He's been in the league for about like, 10, 11 years already. Just to have Deshaun Jackson back right now, he's one of the quickest receivers, if not the fastest in all of football, if not in history. To have him back into the Philadelphia Eagles and the numbers he was able to put up, big time, big time, at big time, and big time. It's only going to make us better. I'm happy that it's working out for us right now. We, all phases of the game, we handled. We got down, we clamped beat, and we did what we had to do. And 32 to 27, it might be a close, but... It was a good win. That's all I can say. You can't take anything away from what just happened in this game. Eagles held it down when they needed to, and when chips was on the line, we came through just in the clutch. No knock on the Redskins. They played one hell of a game, but considering we're a team that everybody wants to beat in the division and one of the favorites to get to the Super Bowl, this was the win that we needed to get at home, hostile territory. Redskins is playing with a lot of chip on their shoulders. Everybody's thinking that they're not going to get far. They played one hell of a game. We just played better. That's the end. A contest between two teams that went the opposite directions last year. Panthers started off hot, and they lost every game ever since then, especially when Cam Newton got hurt with a shoulder injury. They never recovered. I believe they went 6-10. and nine, six and ten. So they wasn't the same. The Rams, different subject. They defended the NFC. They were the NFC champions from LA. They went to the Super Bowl, and you know what happened from there. Lowest scoring Super Bowl ever. They only scored three points. They, their offense was shut down. Um, I guess the question mark was, what's going on with Todd Gurley? Um, and I guess in today's game right now, uh, listen, both QBs, they, they both didn't play well. Golf. 186, a touchdown in the pick. Cam Newton, 239, no touchdowns in the pick. So if you're looking for these QBs to do anything for fantasy numbers, don't expect it. They both didn't do good. Todd Gurley, 14 attempts, 97 yards. He he was he did his thing, 6.9 average. Brown, they brought in 11 attempts with 53 yards and two touchdowns. So this team, it was running, it was running, it was definitely running the ball. Coop, who's back from his ACL, looks solid. Brandon Cook came back also. He looks solid. Wood is also healthy now. So, and this team, well, this team right now, they got a lot of questions to figure out. Jeff Koff has definitely got to be there. He is their franchise QB, so I'm pretty sure they're not going to just give him with Jeff Golf. Todd Gurley, I'm pretty sure Todd Gurley can run a lot more numbers than what he got right now. Is this a concern? I'm pretty sure Todd Gurley is healthy. So I don't see how this could still be a concern for, for him unless there's something really going on with him or mentally he's just not there no more. Panthers got questions too. But I think the biggest question of the of this team right now, who can stop Christian McCaffrey? He's definitely a top five running back. Not just on the field, but even in fantasy points. This man could do it all. 19 attempts, 128 yards, two touchdowns, 10 catches, 81 yards. 
So he's been the guy for for this for Cam Newton. And if they if their receivers don't step up, he might be the guy for the rest of the way. He overall two hundred yards from about two hundred yards from scrimmage he'd had this this game alone. So anybody that got Christian McCaffrey on a fantasy team, they're gonna have a good day. Nonetheless, um I think you got you got you got the question is with I guess with with um Cam Newton is just his can he throw the ball deep? And I guess from the way this game was going, I don't think he could. He was rattled, and it, it could tell. So is Jeff Goff, but I guess the only difference is the Rams made more plays. In the end, the Rams made more plays where it was needed, and the Carolina Panthers didn't. They had a chance in the end. They didn't capitalize. Advantage the Rams. The question heading into the coach season right now, especially with like only a week left before the season started, was Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck retiring, and Jacoby Brissett being inserted. Um, I'm pretty sure he just wanted to remove all the doubts about him, and I feel like in this game he did. He got the coach back. They were down a lot. They scored eight unanswered points in the fourth quarter to come and bring it back to overtime, and both teams did what they had to do. Bissett played efficiently like a game manager. 21 to 27, 190, two touchdowns, no picks. Here he also ran the ball three times for nine yards. Mack handled his business 25 for 174 and a touchdown. T.Y. Hilton, two touchdowns, 87 yards, catching. There was a lot of good looks by the coach. And the coach came back, they forced him to overtime. But you know what? Flip Rivers, he's been doing this for. A dozen, like over 17 years, he's been handling, he's been holding down the fort, and this was the case right now. He held it down, 333 with three picks, with three touchdowns. I'm sorry, 25 or 34. Despite without their running back Gordon Raymond, who's been who's been holding it out for a trade, but it doesn't look like he's going to get traded, not yet. But he's not been playing yet. Um, they get this young guy called Ekilio for 12 attempts. 58 yards and a touchdown, and he had Jackson for 57 yards. So they, so they, so running the ball, they had no issues. Allen eight catches for 123, and Ekel also, I guess, fan, I guess he's looking good on fantasy numbers. 96 yards, two touchdowns, catching. So he had a big game overall for this young guy, and that's all. That's all you can ask for for the Chargers. Anybody in the Chargers stepping up will find a way to get something going. And um, you know the defense didn't hold. Didn't, didn't the defense for the Chargers didn't hold it down the way they should have? But nonetheless, when it got into overtime, the Chargers handled their business, got the touchdown they needed, and they got out of there without no incident. They go one and zero. We already figured the coach was going to struggle this year without Andrew Luck being there, and they didn't. They held it down. They play came back the tie and you could have you would have thought that maybe they had a chance you know to really take a big lead and win in overtime but they didn't advantage coats you gotta give you just gotta seahawks are probably gonna have one of the best seasons yet to them they was able to hold hold it down when everything looks like it wasn't gonna happen they held they held it down they did their thing 
they came out victorious in the fourth quarter. Andy Dalton, he was putting up, he was putting up numbers out of out of nowhere, career highs in 418 yards. He threw the ball over 51 times. He had to. His running game wasn't helping him. That was a combined 33 yards. The running back, the running game for the Bengals, they gotta do more. They gotta do a lot more. They can't have Dalton throw so many times like that. Doesn't come and for 418 yards, that's a lot. Ross on the receiving end of most of it, 158 with two touchdowns, and a lot of other receivers on that team that was able to get the ball also equally. This is gonna be a struggle for the Bengals, especially. No, they don't got AJ Green. He's hurt. And Donald, just like I said, he's gonna be sitting dunk, just you know, throwing the ball at will. And if they can't run the ball at all this season, this is gonna be a difficult game. But still, nonetheless, they had an opportunity to win. Russell Wilson, he played. He played. He played as as well a franchise player he is. He played game manager today. He didn't throw the ball into tight coverage. He just he held on to it. He took sacks. He ain't for no ints. He. He moved the same when they needed to, and they made plays when they needed to. His running, the running game, uh, I'll be suspect. Carson did well catching the ball and running the ball overall. Two touchdowns for him, so he did well. Um, their wide receiver, DK Metcalf, the rookie, he was solid with four catches, 89 yards, and Lockett, he only had one catch, but th- that one catch was needed, 44 yards into the end zone. That one catch was the ceiling, that was still the deal for the Seahawks to get over that 21 to 20 win against the Bengals. Bengals had a chance in the end. They couldn't do anything. Seahawks defense stopped it before it was too late. And they they hold on. This was um this was a okay game by the Seahawks. The Seahawks didn't do anything special. The Seahawks just played Seahawks football. They and they they held down their opponents in the end when it was needed. Like I said, Dalton he might threw for 418 yards but Nobody's gonna care about 418 yards when you still you, you didn't win the game. If you won the game, that's the one. That's a different topic, but that's not the topic right now. Y'all lost, and you have to, you have to look at your running game. Your running game did not do anything to help you. If they was if they if they were able to run the ball more effectively against the Seahawks defense, then I would say yo, go for it. But they knew that the Seahawks they can stop the once you stop the Cincinnati offense, you have Andy Dalton throwing the ball. A mass amount of times, you you can only you can, you can only either win the game or, or or lose this game, and they they won. They listen. Seahawks didn't do anything special, and in the game they just they played the way they Seahawks be playing. Run the ball when you're able to run. Make the smart passes. Russell Wilson has been doing that for since he's been the QB. Make smart passes. Don't give up any type of turnover, and when is when when everything comes close. Take the lead, and he did. He won. So much for the expectations of having um, Jones. Um, was it Daniel Jones? I think that's what his name is. The Giants drafted him with expectations not to have him played this year. And look what happened. He's playing already. The Giants had no answers against this Cowboys offensively or defensively. They get smacked out of nowhere 35 to 17 beat down after beat down in Dallas the Giants couldn't have the Giants had no answers and let's talk about everything with his DK Elliott he signed a mega contract he you know he didn't run the ball that much 13 attempts 53 yards and the touchdown they had Pollard but you see why 
I guess you can see why Cowboys was happy to get Elliott back. Pollard didn't do much. 13 for 24. Prescott ran for 4 and 12. It's all right. But the reason why Gallup got 7 catches for 158 and Cooper got 6 catches for 106 yards. Went in 15 with a touchdown. Jarvis, 36, I mean 39. And Cobb, 69. Elliott, while catching 10 yards. Austin, 8 catches. The reason why... And the only reason why all those numbers was important because Dak Prescott went 25 for 32 for 405 yards and four touchdowns. If I had to pick any QB that had a great game in week one, he's the guy. All the questions about without Zeke Elliott, Dak Prescott won't be able to play well. And he told everybody to shut the hell up. He is he is as B is better than advertised. A lot more better than advertised. This guy did it all on Sunday. And the Giants had no answers for him. Eli, and Eli didn't even, Eli, honestly, it's not like Eli played poorly. He went 30 or 44 for 306 yards on the touchdown. He was roughed up. His offensive line couldn't protect him. The only bright spot that this team had all throughout this game, Zaquan Barkley, 11 attempts, 120 yards. You would have thought that they were, you know, make him run the ball more, but they didn't. They didn't make him run the ball more after the 11 attempts because you know why? The Giants was behind and they couldn't catch up to the Cowboys offense. This offense was attacking the all-cylinders, and before you know it, this Cowboys was up way too many points right now for Eli Manning to even have Zaquan run the ball at this point. You had to spread it out at this point, and they was able to do that, and they did, but Eli still getting attack and attack and attack. They brought in Jones don't see why, but Daniel Jones didn't do anything. It was already, and it's not like uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know. Dak, this was a big game for Dak Prescott. Everybody was doubting him. Daniel Jones came in when this pretty much this game was over. This is not a benching from Eli Manning. So anybody believe this is a benching? No. The fourth quarter was just this was it, what it is what it was. It was a thirty-five to ten game right now. So why not bring Daniel Jones out there to get some garbage time? And he got garbage time snaps. He's three out of four for seventeen yards, and that's that's all he she acts. That's all it is. That Prescott may be the best QB out of Week One for what his what he did. Uh, he he shut everybody up right now. Other than Lamar Jackson, he definitely shut everybody up tonight. Two teams that did not make it to the playoffs last year, both having hoping to have fresh thoughts this year. Um, this was a this was a close game at the first half, seven to six, Tampa Bay, San Francisco. It turned up for the San Francisco in the third and fourth quarter, fourteen points and eleven points. Buccaneers was not able to do anything productively. As it's shown right now, they couldn't even get past seven points this whole game in the quarters. And San Francisco was able to against the Buccaneers. Garoppolo, he played mediocre, 18 out of 27, 166. You know, he touchdown a cool, but an interception is not good. He played, he played, you know, like somebody who just coming off the rust after his ACL tear last year. He's what more can you? What more do you want him to do? I think you know he gained, he managed to get the game the way they wanted to, and 
you just gotta you just gotta take the hat off on the defensive side for the Bucks. For the, I'm sorry, not for the Bucks. For the 49ers, they held it down when all looks like it was just not going the way it should have went, and it did. And they able, you know, special teams played a part also. And you know what? They held it. They 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 had, they did they did what they had to do on the road. They went to the all the way to the down south of in Florida, coming from the west coast and. They were able to beat, you know, both teams. We don't know. We don't know where they're gonna be at by the time the season ends. Not at all. Winston struggled throughout this whole game. This team has too much faith in Winston, and Winston has not been able to deliver the way that you would think a supposed to be franchise QB supposed to deliver. He got rocked. Three interceptions. He was his worst nightmare, and the Buccaneers couldn't do anything. They had no answers to attack this 49ers team. And they let the floodgates open in the second half. They got to do better. Um, if they, and if they don't, this is going to be, this can, this might be the same case throughout the whole season for the Buccaneers. Yeah, you, have, you didn't make enough plays when, it's, when it matters. Your defense didn't do anything to really stop Garoppolo, even though Garoppolo was at, was up at, was at best not doing his best. They had different running attacks against the Buccaneers, combined for about almost nearly 100 yards rushing. But nonetheless, defense for this 49ers was the big reason why they won. Defense survived in this case, and defense proved to be the better of the two. And they held on against the 49ers. Well, 49ers held on against the Bucks. You got two mediocre teams in the NFC. Both played one hell of a game throughout this whole game today. One of the best games out, one of the best games today in week one. But nonetheless, both of them so mediocre, none of them got the win. 27 to 27 tied was the official score. And I'm getting tired of this. Why does why does even even a tie to begin with? This this should be removed completely. There should be no such thing as overtime. This is just to go sudden death. And like they do in college football, somebody's got to win college football. This should be the same here also. Even though this is we're in the professional level, I don't see why this is even taking place. I would have said the Cardinals should have, personally, the Cardinals should have won this game the way they, was, they made a comeback. Detroit had no type of answers at all for the Cardinals. And the fact that it went 3-3 three to three in the overtime is simply just embarrassing. But I guess... To take, I guess one takeaway you could say is both teams played very good. Stafford, 385, three touchdowns, no picks. His running game seems, you know, they, they did it, they held it, they held it down. And his wide receivers, a big improvement from whoever they had last year. Amendola and Hawkinson, they both put up fantasy numbers. Um, the Lions should have won this game. They was up, and they should never even let a rookie in Kyler Murray even wrong the Cardinals back. He played well, 29 out of 54. That's too many, that's for a rookie in his first game, you're throwing way too many passes, you know, and they, they, ran, they ran the ball over 100, they were over 100 yards today. Johnson, no touchdowns for him. Maybe they need to get him the ball more, 18 attempts. Give him more, give him 10 more, give him 30 attempts. Get, let him get, you have your shit, let him get going. I think if he, if he was going, he got him going, something like that. I'm pretty sure maybe 
they'll be in a different situation. Um, Fitzgerald ate a catches for 113 and a touchdown. Johnson was also effective in, a, in the passing game. After that, no, nobody else in the offense did anything. So you got a young man, Kyler Murphy. You, you already had him throw over 50 times already. Um, I don't know. This is two mediocre teams. Uh, one of them should have won this game. The Cardinals was playing red hot at that point until they got to overtime. Uh, the Cardinals should have won, honestly. I think they should have won more than Detroit. You can tell Detroit was struggling to make any type of plays. Stafford, he's got the arm to make all the plays in the world. It just didn't work out for him. Kyler Murray, he's a rookie. I'm expecting him to struggle. He plays solid. Despite the interception, he plays solid. And, um, you know, both one of them could have won this game, but it's, it's sad that it's got to be a tie. And the final game, well, not the final game, but the final game for this Sunday was a Sunday night game with the defending champions and the England Patriots, the three-time AFC champions, and the two, winning two out of the three Super Bowls. But the, the, the other defending Super Bowl champions, nonetheless, taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers team, who's right now going to the season without Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown. Those guys are gone. Bell, right now, he's in the Jets, and Antonio Brown, after the epic meltdown he had in Oakland for the last couple of months, he signed a one-year deal with the Patriots, so that was and this that was something that the you know the Steelers was trying to avoid all throughout, just having him go to the Patriots. Now he's in the Patriots. He's in a good position to win a championship. Happy enough, he did not show up to play. Sad news: Steelers still ain't doing nothing to beat the Patriots. They get that they get spanked. Roethlisberger, no answers for him. He he couldn't do anything right. 276 with INT. James Conner, the guy who replaced Bell. Everybody thought that he'd be solid. 10 attempts for 21 yards. Four catches of 44 yards, though. That's probably the only bright spot for him. Smith, Juju Smith, Schuster, six catches for 78 yards. That's pretty much the that's pretty much the talk about the Steelers team right now. No type of no type of offense against Tom Brady. 24 to 36, 341, three touchdowns. Tom Brady didn't do anything that he knew that he wasn't gonna do. The running attack was suspect, but but they ain't have but they ain't have to do much. They used the running attack just to eat away the clock at this point, especially with the league as big as they had right now. The sc- the sc- by the time it was halftime, the score was already twenty to zero. New England, all ever since the second half of the season, all New England had to do was just run the clock down, run the clock down, and they did. So if they use they use different running backs like White, Burkhead, Michelle, even Bolden and Element to run down the clock. It was nothing special. This team was just trying to make sure to get out of here safely. Gordon in his first game after his suspension, three catches for 73 yards and a touchdown. Edelman, six catches for 83 yards. White, five catches for 56. Burkhead, five catches for 41. Um, Dorset, he came out of nowhere off the scene. Nine, four catches, two touchdowns, 95 yards. And that was it. This was a regular Patriots win and a regular Patriots game. They, they did what they had to do, and that's it. Got nothing to be mad about. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, there's not much I can talk about right now. Patriots played the Patriots way. A 33-point beatdown. I mean, actually, a 30-point beatdown. I think this is the biggest shutout in an opening game for the Patriots in team history. And I don't know. I'm not sure what, I'm not sure what the... Pittsburgh Steelers are going to do 
how they gonna how they could turn this around, but they got a week to figure this out because you get you get dismantled the way you get dismantled. This only some somebody's gotta go. But thirty three to three, Patriots destroyed them. Yay! Hey, this is the original gatekeeper Bernie, and this is the Let Burn Rant Podcast. Available iTunes, Google, and Spotify, and everywhere else where you can find the Let Burn Rant Podcast. You can click, you can stream, and of course, please enjoy. Burn. <laughs>